Welcome to the IoT Review, presenting unbiased insights on the industrial internet of things from experts around the world. And here's your host, Sravani Bhattacharji, to discuss yet another fascinating aspect of the industrial IoT journey that may positively impact your business and your customers. Hi, and welcome to the IoT Review. Can machines think? Well, as many of you might know that this was the title of mathematician Alan Turing's paper. And back in the 1950s, when um, the paper was published, it was a very revolutionary concept. Can machines think, speak, smell and respond like humans? Since then, in addition to many science fictions, I think a lot has been happening in the computer industry also. And now that we have reached a point when we talk so much about digitally trans transforming the physical world, it might be interesting to find out where we are with thinking machines. Now, last November, I was at GE's um, annual Minds and Machines event at, at San Francisco. I saw their digital twins demo where a digital replica of a gas turbine was actually verbally interacting with the operator, sharing various sensor and analytics data. And of course, we know about IBM's Watson, Amazon's Echo, and also we are seeing an increasing usage of drones these days. So when we talk about applying Internet of Things at industrial scale, it's probably time to think beyond computing and connectivity and explore this new fast emerging dimension of cognition. So in today's episode, we'll be focusing just on that cognitive IoT and what it means for industries and enterprises. And to help us explore the subject, we have a guest who is a wonderful woman entrepreneur from the San Francisco Bay Area. She teaches IoT business at the Stanford Continuing Ed School. She is the author of multiple books on IoT and a passionate keynote speaker and a researcher on today's topic. Friends, let's welcome Sudha Jamde. Sudha, welcome and thanks for joining. Hi, Chavni. Thank you for having me here. Great. So let's get started. Help us uh, understand cognitive IoT. You know, in this universe of Internet of Things, there are so many buzzwords like machine learning, AI, singularity, and so on. Now, where does cognitive IoT fit in? So IoT is basically making everything around us smart. So it was called smart connectors, smart homes, smart cars, right? Now cognitive is basically taking it one step further. It is the combination of IoT and artificial intelligence. It could be in our you know, home security videos, or it could be in the biometrics from wearables, or the predictive maintenance in manufacturing, or energy, or my recent favorite being in San Francisco with several cars, self-driving cars driving around me, the self-driving car. So it's essentially taking IoT data, applying artificial intelligence in the form of machine learning or deep learning, making sense of it, to do something wonderful, change our uh, change our world, create more uh, operational efficiency, and uh, uh, improve our lives. Okay, so when we talk about cognitive IoT, we are really talking about systems which are able to do more than just processing. And uh, what I understand you're saying is that integrating AI uh, with the data and actually creating something more creative and interactive. 
we've we've been talking about big data in industrial setting for a long long time and processing and making sense of the data is not new to big industry what is new with cognitive iot is we take things that were previously not smart and add more senses to them but now when the sensor starts spewing out lot of data or if we have historic data in an industrial setting the volume is so much that a normal analyst or a big data system just can't make draw insights from it and we actually use machine learning or deep learning and get the ai to draw insights and that's cognitive so how can enterprises and industries approach cognitive iot and leverage its power let's discuss few industry use cases around this concept can you uh, walk us through some use cases where we sure. uh, think sure. cognitive iot so the first thing is just you know to get us started i want to share some uh, data on the size and scope of this i mean there are two different sources one from idc and one from uh, mckinsey which basically says the the value that is created in industry overall consumer and industrial side put together is about 3 trillion dollars by 2020 and just on manufacturing energy telco transportation side alone right is 1.6 trillion dollar that's a lot of money to be made here so let me uh, you asked me about uh, use cases so why don't i give you some examples and then we can uh, drill deeper so uh, one is a connected hospital people when they think about hospitals hospitals have a lot of data so it's a big data problem with a lot of uh, money on the table but what iot does is iot adds sensors everywhere in the hospital to all the the machinery in the hospital right the medical devices biometrics from patients and even the medical system itself has so much uh, um, so much data coming out so there's a company called unified inbox which actually does messaging what they've done is they call it cognitive messaging they actually use ai to make sense of what message should go to which stakeholder at what time and uh, singapore nanyang university has uh, partnered with them and built out a system called cube which essentially uses ai to just keep give peace of mind to people it's a connected hospital and that is happening with many many hospitals the other area where there is lots of money being made and lots of promise also being built out is oil wells oil wells are using drones to inspect the pipelines because drones fly around with uh, cameras so they take 3d pictures and in uh, 650 oil wells there's an example where they add the 2030 sensors and uh, this and collected data every 15 seconds and it created about half a million data points and think about this the scale of this is too much to actually process in real time and so ai came in and they did machine learning to look at it and and make sure that they can improve the efficiency and the safety of these oil wells uh the other one is smart agriculture i have actually spoken to many people globally and it's fascinating to see each of them talk about this as a unique solution for their local area but it's the exact same solution that's being replicated i've heard this about india i've heard this about slovenia uh, ca- coffee plantations in uh, colombia they use drones and uh, they end up uh, uh, putting sensors everywhere to figure out you know when to water plants and do precision agriculture do you want more examples i can go on because i think 
every possible industry I can think of is touched up, touched by IoT, and they started using cognitive IoT. Yeah, sure. One uh, one more use case will be great. Or if you can just tell us how in, uh, how we can abstract out in general which aspect because IoT is so pervasive and it touches pretty much every industry. So if we abstract out certain aspects of cognitive IoT, how can we apply it to a given industry? Where would really where would this cognitive uh, aspect really be of much value? Okay, so let me give you one more example. Another industry example is the big one that is being impacted is transportation. And everybody thinks about the self-driving car, how it's going to change transportation. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about drone deliveries that is actually impacting transportation in um, rugged trains or this poor infrastructure or war-tone areas. And PwC did a, a report called Drone as a Service and they've estimated $3 billion coming out for transportation industry by 2020. We're already in 2017, so it's literally, you know, three years timeline, and it, we are talking about $3 billion uh, coming, and not including the, the self-driving car. So to, uh, to answer your other question on where specifically cognitive can be used is uh, you start with any industry, and like I mentioned, the you know manufacturing, energy, transportation are the the top ones that are already applying this because they have a lot of data. They already were playing with big data, figuring out how to make sense of it, and digitizing their businesses. So um, I would say you know companies which are looking to digitize their business or in the process of digitizing their business are well suited to do this. And digitizing is, uh, you know, I'm quoting McKinsey here from their MGI, uh, the global in McKinsey Global Institute Industry Digitization Index they did, I think, in uh, early uh, 2016. They basically said digitization is done in three different ways. One is you digitize the assets of the company, uh, which is basically like the example you were saying at the, uh, in the beginning intro about how GE took a turbine and created a digital twin. So if they have assets, they can digitize it. That is one way of going about it. That is one step of digitization. The second is, is digital utilization, which is actually changing the interaction with their customers to become digital, like the example of the the smart messaging I said, the connected hospital in the beginning. And the third is to actually convert your workforce to become digital, which means instead of dealing with manual uh, processes, the company uh, employees will be dealing with digital processes and actually up-level the kind of work they, they would do so they would not do mundane work. So they would get rid of mundane work and give it away to an AI or a robot and get the employees to do smarter intellectual work that is needed to be done by humans. So that is digitizing broadly. Now, when we look at the cognitive IoT aspect of it, most of this data is coming from some sensor. That's why I'm calling it cognitive IoT and not just cognitive data processing, right? So you could take any of this data and apply machine learning, or you can apply deep learning as uh, relevant, and and figure out whether there is any cost saving, whether there is a new way of doing business. So the starting point for a company would be 
you know, where should a business start, right, to integrate this IoT? What they need to be aware of is, first they need to start with how much data do we have? Do we have a lot of data? Is our tribal knowledge or functional domain knowledge or core competency of this company stored in the form of data? Do we have that captured as data? Uh, the second thing is, is there data in a form that we can actually feed it to a machine? You might have years and years of data, but it mm -hmm. might not be ready to be fed to a machine for machine learning. And that's where a lot of companies, when they try to do cognitive IoT, get stuck. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful use cases they see in theory, and they say, oh, I should be able to do it. So I heard this morning about firefighters in California are saying, you know, when forest fires happen uh, in, in forests here, they usually run to go put it out. And in some cases, they feel it does not make sense to put it out because that's nature's way of cleaning up the extra debris in, in the forest as long as the fire is contained within certain areas where it will not impact, you know, um, citizens. And, but there is no science to it. This is just uh, knowledge transferred over the years from firemen supporting the forest. And now what they're doing is they're saying, hey, why don't we take all this data that we know that we have historic data of when the fires happened, what was the weather condition, what was the speed of wind, and what was the outcome of us putting out this fire, how much did it spread, and for not putting out this uh, fire in some cases, what was the damage? This is historic knowledge that they have. And now they're saying, let us apply machine learning to it and let us create a system that will guide us when we find about a fire, it will actually create a model. It's equivalent to a digital twin of thoughts, right? It will actually project that this fire is going to run and expand and impact this area. It needs to be put out or it will be contained and it will go away. You don't need to actually do anything. And it, it actually gives a very scientific logic and guidance to the, the fire uh, people managing the forest to actually decide whether they should put out the fire. And so that's the point I'm saying is this data, if this data is sitting in the fire people's head and is not captured in, in any kind of digital form, they cannot build out a model on it. But from what I heard this morning, looks like they do have it in a form that they can actually uh, build out the models. So the companies need to know first, how much data do they have? Is their tribal knowledge actually captured in data? Is it in a form that can be uh, fed as training data to machine learning system? And then they also need to know whether they can actually play with the data. Do they have right and access to play with the data? Are there compliance issues or data privacy issues like healthcare industry? Other thing I would say is doing this, is that a nice to have? Is that important for the survival of your entire industry? Some industries are being disrupted big time. And if you don't do anything, it's going to hit you. And you need to do that. In some cases, it is a nice innovation opportunity and you have enough time to play with it and do this right. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I know that you are working a lot on this space and you have a lot of exposure on what's going worldwide. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal involvement with cognitive IoT, your research and other initiatives, and also if you want to cite some leading developments around the world. So we'll uh, love to hear that. Okay. Uh, 
so one of the things, the way I go about doing this, as you mentioned in my intro, I teach IoT business at Stanford Continuing Studies. And IoT has naturally become cognitive IoT. So as part of my uh, teaching, I try to give the latest case studies to my students. So I'm always talking to companies. And second, I'm writing, I've written at least three books on uh, IoT so far. And my most recent one is uh, Cognitive IoT coming up. And so I focus on demystifying the chaos because IoT was top of the hype, hype curve in 2015 and machine learning was top of the hype curve in 2016. And now here we are talking about cognitive IoT, which is the combination of those two. So there's a lot of news and articles and promises and threats if you don't do this, what will happen type of thing out there. So for entrepreneurs and corporate innovators, they need a reliable source to find out what exactly is truth versus hype. So I kind of focus on demystifying the chaos, transparency on what are the business drivers, what are the best practices. So uh, because of this, um, on a daily basis, I talk to companies who are building technology in this space. I talk to industry practitioners on what are they doing. So when I talk about, say, you know, uh, use this and uh, use IoT technology in um, oil wells or, you know, in piping, right, uh, in a pipeline, I would actually talk to real people who are working on this and find out, okay, how did you go about this? What is the scale of the data? Did you have access to data? What were the issues? How did you scrub the data and how did you make sense of the data? Uh, did you already have existing machine learning models that you could just use or did you have to go build them? Initially, when I used to talk about, you know, IoT itself, I used to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who are building IoT and they would say this sensor didn't work for me and I had to go build out some new sensors. Now I'm finding the same way companies are saying, hey, I use uh, uh, existing model. They all start out with some existing model, but then they end up finding that they have to kind of reinvent. So I was talking to this company uh, which makes a, a trash compactor. It might not look like a sexy business, but there's a lot of money in it in actually separating out trash, not, not just garbage disposal, but doing it in a, in a hospital setting and put the bio stuff right from other things. And they did not want a human to keep doing this and said, we'll not get a machine to do that because this is not a fun job. On the surface, it looks like a very simple thing. So they said, hey, we are going to use one of the standard classification algorithms and put a camera and, and make it watch and say which is recycled and several categories of uh, data out there, right, based on what it is looking. As they dug deeper and deeper and went in implementing this in real client situations, they found that the existing algorithms fell short. It was not applying to their case. So they ended up creating new algorithms. So that kind of thing I build out. So coming back to my personal involvement, I'm researching what really works, what are the business drivers, and I build out case studies and, and I use it for my course or I do it and uh, add it to my, to my book. So when I talk about cognitive IoT broadly, uh, it comes under drones, uh, robots, algorithms or bots, self-driving cars. And in an industrial setting, if all of this will impact different industries, 
Additionally, there might be a whole digital twin that you need to build out and, you know, that could be covered separately. And the other thing is because I'm here in San Francisco area, I see self-driving cars all around me. And I'm thinking the self-driving cars are learning all right, but they are learning technology. They are learning better machine learning. But I'm very curious on, as a business person, what am I supposed to make sense of this? Yes, it has, you know, two companies come out there and they say they have good algorithm. How does the city decide that one of them is ready to uh, get their license to run on the street? How, uh, I go actually uh, research deeper on what are these companies doing? What are, what are machine learning models have they built? What is working? Where are they having uh, accidents? And they're supposed to uh, report everything to the DMV. And so I kind of comb through that to understand what is the real state of the industry. So if somebody in automobile or transportation is reading something about how self-driving car is going to disrupt their industry, is that disruption coming in three years, five years, or 10 years? Should they say, oh, it's coming in 10 years, let me just wait and watch? Or should they be doing something? How can I give guidance to that? So I comb through this to figure out the real state of affairs. Uh, from a uh, compliance perspective, policy, privacy perspective, and mainly on business disruption for various industries. Great. First of all the best for your book. I, I look forward to it being published. And I really Thank liked you. what you said is about, you know, the the thing about hype versus real. And I'm so excited to hear what you're doing. And I think most of us have to really, uh, as we look at every solution, we have to kind of clean the clutter and look at the real solution and kind of handle the hype as we ought to. And that leads me to the next question. Like every technology has a maturity life cycle, as we all know, when it goes through periods of hype and dissolution before we start seeing real solutions and deployments at scale. Now, where do you see cognitive IoT in that maturity curve? And where is it trending right now? Excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. I already talked about, you know, how IoT was on the, the hype curve in machine, on 2015 and, you know, machine learning in 2016, right? Um, I would say, though cognitive IoT is, is a beautiful term that captures this holistically, I would not plot this as maturity of cognitive IoT per se. I mean, we could theoretically or, you know, an IDC or PwC or some, or McKinsey could do that. But it will, it does not make sense because the maturity is different across different industries. Because there is IoT and IoT adoption that happen at different rates in different companies and different industries, right? Across the sector and, you know, the market leaders within that sector. Similarly, AI adoption has been happening over a long time and then it's picked up in the last uh, year or two. And again, it's at different rates impacting different industries. So I would talk about cognitive IoT maturing curve, not holistically as a theoretical curve, but I would say there are top industries which are already being impacted who are doing interesting things in there. And so if somebody who's listening to this is from one of these sectors, they either must be already working on cognitive IoT, they might not even be calling it cognitive IoT. Uh, but they should be aware on, of the power and scope of that. Uh, in that sense, I would say 
it is gone past the hype into past uh, the dissolution into uh, actually a performing area for manufacturing agriculture energy and transportation so if you are from any company who's in any of these industries or if you are creating technology for these industries then the opportunity is ripe and and it's a real disruption it's not a hype it's not just a nice innovation somebody is talking about within that you should look at the various promises that is being made like i said about the transportation if you are looking at a self driving car that's why i would i would break it down as robots drones uh, algorithms uh, self driving car and uh, cognitive twins and say which of this applies to you today tomorrow or into the future and you don't know when that would be a better way to look at it and figure out how it will impact your industry but the the main reason these industries are at the forefront where I, cognitive iot is mature for them is because they have lot of data they were already playing with this as big data and the data the volume is so high it makes sense to apply machine learning and they started applying machine learning and the data comes from the sensor that sends the cognitive iot term in there and once they look at it and start making sense of the data it is beginning to create operational efficiency so manufacturing agriculture energy transportation you are already there in the early maturing stage i won't call it complete maturing but it is more it is being disrupted it is beginning to show results it is beginning to show the dollar dollar roi already uh the closely following that is healthcare but healthcare is not in that stage where it is beginning to see the dollar roi but healthcare is one where it has volume of data the disruption is real the consumers have woken up because of wearables but it's not just wearable data that is going to feed uh, the uh, the cognition part of the iot because of all the the compliance and privacy issues around it so uh, you mentioned the uh, ibm watson ibm watson has done this what they call as watson oncology where they have combed through many many uh, years of research paper for cancer research and they created a system a ai system which actually augments a physician's diagnosis of a patient to help them identify the exact right type of cancer and go back to uh, identifying it and uh, planning the the right um, treatment for it the other one is um, deep mind they've been coming they they promise uh that they can comb through medical data and look for disease patterns and predict diseases but till now they did not have access to that volume of data and so what they've done in in uk they've actually partnered with nih and they have access to patient data in a very holistic way so they respect the privacy it's not individual data but they just need this algorithm to comb through that and they can actually this year they're promising they can come out with uh uh eye diseases or uh, kidney diseases are two areas they're focusing on and they're saying you know what before it happens we will actually be able to say by our algorithm we are seeing a pattern this person might get kidney disease and we can tell you with this degree of confidence and they are going to make this as a augmentation to the physician then the physician is going to bring her years of experience look at this data and say maybe we should run some tests and look for 
for this kidney disease or validate that and then get the treatment so those are two in healthcare that is looking promising and it is getting uh, past the dissolution uh, trough as they call it uh, that is where it is going then lot of other industry almost every other industry i would say uh, is impacted by cognitive iot but they are in the early stage fintech with the whole blockchain and iot combination has lot of promises we've been hearing but it has not hit mainstream that doesn't mean that it is going away so those are certain other industries are all watching as to where it makes sense and uh, whether we should be doing that right supply chain always use big data uh, they are using cognitive uh, cognitive iot like the uh, the kiva amazon kiva distribution stuff that they are using whole bunch of other industries are waiting and watching um, specifically so the way i would look at it is look at it whether you know whether you need to apply robot technology whether you need to apply drone technology whether you need to apply self driving car technology uh, or you just take your volume of data that you already have comb through that to just look for operational efficiency so media and entertainment insurance is is in it completely uh, it's one of the slow moving industries but it's it's there innovating at the at the forefront be it health insurance or you know with the uh, with the with the car insurance or home insurance there's so much data they're figuring out how to actually act the deal with the privacy of it but they're already there uh, telecommunication mining security all of them are have gone past the the trough of uh, dissolutionment and they are already on their way uh, looking for applying drone services wonderful thanks so much that was great content sudha so we almost reached the end of our conversation today again thank you so much sudha for taking the time and telling us about you know helping us understand the concept around cognitive iot and what it really means for industries and uh, enterprises the various trends and what the developments happening and also helping us really walk through the steps to understand how to evaluate and integrate in, into our, our business strategies and how to stay away from hype and look at the real value around cognitive iot i really appreciate you coming and speaking to us and i hope you'll come back again and join us in one of the future episodes thank you so so much fun i mean this is one of those technologies on the forefront but i loved how you focus on what can a business really do drill down to the details or what can they do today which industry should focus so i just loved your question so i will definitely be back so you can connect okay. back with me iotdisruptions.com and uh, i hope i hear back from your audience on what they are doing and uh, their best practices or questions i would love to follow yeah up. on that topic how if my audience wants to reach you what would be the best way to reach if they have further questions if they want to learn something more from what you already shared was the best way to reach you so one is uh, on iotdisruptions.com they can sign up and get my newsletter or that's that's my home right so they can find my latest book they can find the iot the cognitive iot course link all of it will be there in one place at iotdisruptions.com i'm also active on twitter so i'm at su jamte and they can tweet me i will respond personally and i love to hear from people questions comments and you know best practices or even skepticism i love to hear them all 
Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, once again, th- all the best for your upcoming book on cognitive IoT. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Shoni. You've listened to the IoT Review, an exclusive platform to discuss, learn, and harness the power of the industrial Internet of Things. To receive more insightful episodes, subscribe by visiting iot.irecamedia.com. We thank you for your support in empowering industries around the globe with the power of IoT.